Hello, I'm Felicia Vereen, always known as Fee. Hey, Fee, and I'm your girl, Sharita Three, better known as Fred. And, and we, we are Inspire Her, the Total Woman Podcast, a new podcast all about uplifting you. Yes. Because, friends, face it, you are awesome. We'll be chatting up about topics we love to talk about, all the things we as women must juggle every day and the issues we complain about. But who's listening? We'll chat about the struggle, the job, and about him. Mm. You know who we're talking about. That boo, husband, boyfriend, ex, whatever you're calling them today. Mm. Our lovely hellions. I mean, kids. Our angels. But seriously, friends, life happens, and we don't always get a chance to talk about it. We take it on the chin, and we keep it moving. Because that's what we were told to do. Yep. But here on Inspire Her, the Total Woman Podcast with Red and Fee, we are the friends you love to hang out with. We We are are here here to inspire inspire her, the Total Woman. Yes. Hey, hey, what's up, Red? Hey, 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 Fee, how are you? I'm good. I am doing good. The, the, um, what is it? Daylight saving time? It's got me. Yeah. I'm I don't know whether I'm coming or going sometimes. Wow. <laughs> I need some more you sleep. You don't know whether you come But I'm up. all right. Yeah, as soon as you turn around, it's it's nighttime, it's seven, eight o'clock. Oh my like, goodness, time is flying by. Yeah, but I like the I like the daylight hours. And here in Savannah, we are experiencing the joy of St. Patrick's weekend. So we have tons of people here in our city all over the place. Traffic like crazy. But you know what? If it makes more money for the city, then so be it. I'll just stay out here and pour. That sounds good. I'm over here coughing. I I don't know. I picked up some over the weekend and just I'm struggling. So when I get when I mute my mic because I don't want to be coughing in your ears. But we have some guests today. And guys, I'm going to have to apologize ahead of time. My internet is acting crazy. So if I get stuck or um, I, I don't know, just just forgive me today. Um, yeah, we have some guests today. We have um, Mr. Alex Grant and we have Mrs. Georgette Jackson. Thank you guys for joining us today. Nephi, I thought you were going to send me my noise machine. I'm supposed to be clapping. We're supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Me for this. Yeah, she been, she been asking me for this machine forever, and I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. But those things, those noise machines are not cheap. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> so we're going to have to send you to a um, class to learn how to use it. Cause if I buy it, you're gonna have to. We're gonna have to hear some noise on this podcast. Yeah, we got our producer, <laughs> Darius, our producer. He could he could get us one. Yeah, I'm not listening. Can you guys hear us? Okay, I can now. Yes, I can. I can hear you now. Yeah, it did. I. I don't know what is going on with me today, guys. I'm so sorry. Well, it's all right. Technology is not your fault. Yeah, technology. It is. But I didn't want it to mess up today. Today is an important episode. I don't want to mess up this today. You so let me go ahead and start with um. It it okay. Well, we're going to just say, God, help us. God, please let us get through this uh, and have everybody understand what we are saying. If they don't understand me, at least they'll understand you guys. And and I'll just have to deal with it. But anyway, we're going to go ahead and get started because we don't want to keep you all all night. And we want everybody to hear what you are saying. Um, If you guys have not already shared, what you can do is go to or I can do it. Um, we can go to our, diff- our our podcast on Facebook and share from Inspire Her, the Total Woman, to your page. So those um, people who um, are looking from your pages can see the podcast. So 
Let me hold on for one second, guys. And for those who are watching, please share. That's how we get people to join our um, our listeners is to share and um, help us bring in new listeners. We appreciate everyone that listens to our podcast, but we would love, love, love to have more. So let me take one second and we're going to um, share to the different uh, different pages so that we can make sure that everyone is listening. One second. We are excited to hear your story and hopefully you guys can help some other people in the area. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> yes. All right. I am going to start with Miss Georgette. Miss Georgette Jackson was born and raised in Savannah, Georgia. She was educated in the public schools in Chatham County and graduated from Windsor Forest High School in 1977. She studied one year of business administration at South University. She is the oldest of three girls raised by a single mother who passed away in 1998. Georgette is a loving mother of two daughters and a son who have all gone on to, I'm sorry, who have all gone on to be with the Lord. Georgette is a proud Nana to found a children and Gigi to one great grand. In 2008, Georgette was led by God to start a 501c3 nonprofit, Divine Rest Incorporated, to assist single homeless women with a goal to purchase a home to help them get back on their feet. After being let go from her job of almost 10 years during the pandemic in 2020, Georgette dedicated herself fully to the work of her ministry. In August 2021, Georgette earned a certificate in women's entrepreneurship from Cornell University. And in 20, in December of 2021, she earned a certificate in, um, uh, what is, I wanted to ask you this, but BIPOC? Yeah, it stands, it's from a class to United Way, and it stands for um, Black, Indigenous, People of Color, BIPOC. That is awesome. BIPOC, yeah. Nonprofit mm-hmm. Leadership Symposium from the United Way of Coastal Empire. George, Georgette earned a certificate from Light University in Coffee Cup Counseling. You have to talk to us about that. In September 2022, she is currently pursuing her mental health coaching certificate from Light University as well. In addition to all of this, Ms. Georgette has published, is a published author of four books, 30 Days of Divine Rest, Heart to Heart, Inspiration in the Morning, and her fourth book is an anthology, Champions in the Ring, and she is currently working on her first children's book to be released this year. Georgette is also a podcast host of Get a Grip, Grace, Restoration, Inspiration, and Prayer, which her heart of those experiencing grief and loss. Georgette began a writing where she helps others pin their thoughts and experiences to paper to one day become a published author, writer, and blogger. Wow. That is a lot. That is a lot. And it's all great stuff. Welcome. Welcome, Ms. Georgette, to our podcast today. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Welcome. So I have the pleasure of reading Alex's bio. Alexander Grant is a senior pastor of Bible Connection Ministries Incorporated in Port Wentworth, Georgia. He has been employed by UPS for over 35 years. He is the founder of Daughter of Zion and the Sons of Jacob Outreach Ministries, established to minister to the needs of men and women seeking purpose and guidance in their lives. He is also the fine founder of the Vineyard Magazine, so Vineyard Magazine. He is a noted conference speaker, as well as a motivational coach. He is the author of two books, Discovering the Champion Inside of Us and Champions Do Bleed. 
Pastor Grant has earned his BA in theology and biblical counseling, a certificate of distinction in philosophy of religion, as well as certificate of completion as a life coach from the International Association of Professional Career College. Ooh, and his Doctor of Divinity degree from Christian Education Theology Institute in Seminary in Charleston, South Carolina. South Carolina. And the founder of Tag 3 Foundation, a nonprofit 501c3 organization. Wow, you guys are busy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. You are. I thought I was busy, but gee. Well, thank you for being on the podcast, too, Mr. Grant. Yes. Well, thank you. Let me correct that. Thank you so much. You guys are busy. I, I mean, just by, I'm like, I'm tired already. Just read it. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. So today, well, guys, our, today, go ahead. I was going to say the same thing. Out of pain comes purpose. And Fee thought that this was, um, and I thought it was important too. She knows you guys from the area and wanted you guys to come on and speak about all the wonderful things that you're doing in the community. So, out of pain comes purpose. What does that mean for you all, Ms. Georgette? Mm-hmm. Well, to me, it means that sometimes God has to take us through things in order for us to see what he has predestined for us or what he has planted inside of us. And no matter what happens in our lives, God has a purpose for it because, you know, like his word says, he turns everything around for our good. So, and there's lessons in everything that we go through in life. And we just take the time to just ask God, what is it that I'm going through? What is the lesson in this? Even the most awful things, you know, as losing a loved one, there's still something to gain from that and something to learn through that experience. And so, and that's where, Sometimes and most of the time, that's when you find your purpose. So out of that, all of that pain, there's purpose in that pain. Right. So God didn't take us through all of this for nothing. What about you, Alex? What does that mean to you? Out of pain comes purpose. For me, it was turning uh, negative energy into positive energy. And uh, I knew I needed something for the litany of things that were happening in my life and they were coming repeatedly. And I knew that uh, if I didn't turn that negative energy into something positive, that it would consume me. And um, so I, I, I began to search and uh, began to find out inside of me, what can I pull out that would be beneficial, not just for me, but for everybody. And so um, I just began to just start uh, seeking counsel. I want to be I want to be clear about that seeking counsel because sometimes you know as a uh, pastor we would tell people to pray you know and and prayer is essential but sometimes you have to talk to people you know because if you don't talk to people then you cannot um, give your, yourself permission to grieve give yourself permission to uh, take some time to yourself and I was being busy and then I, I found myself being consumed with being busy and not treating my Myself right, and so I had to learn how to step aside and, and, and say to myself, "You know what? You need rest." So, so uh, out of pain comes purpose for me is just turning negative energy into positive, uh, positive directions. So you guys definitely need to agree on that. So reading your bio, um, Alex, and listening to yours, Georgette, it feels very personal. Share with us a little bit about your story. And your pain, if you, you know, feel led to. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, as my bio says, I have three children that have all gone on to be with the Lord. And um, the first child I lost was my, was the baby, was my son. And I was a young woman at the time. I was 22 years old, and I'm telling on myself right now. But um, I was 22. And it it goes to show you the difference how I was, my relationship with God when I was 22, as compared to when I was older and lost my two daughters, there's a big difference because I was born 
practically born in church. You know, my mother was a Baptist. My grandmother was a Methodist. And then I had an aunt, my mother's sister down the street from us who was a Pentecostal. So I was engulfed in all three of those denominations. I was stayed in church. So I knew church, but I found out when I lost my son that I didn't know God. You know, I knew how mm -hmm. to go to church and how to praise him and all that, but I didn't have that intimate relationship. So when I lost my son at, at that age, um, it really broke me, it broke me down and it turned, I turned my back away from God. Instead of drawing closer to him, I drew from, I drew away from him. I withdrew from God. And, and had it not been for, you know, my church family and my parents, I mean, my family members praying for me, you know, um, they had to pay, pray for me in order to get me out of that that darkness that I was in because I didn't want anything more to do with church. I stopped going to church, stopped praying, stopped reading the word, just stopped doing all of that because I was angry. You know, I, I didn't understand. You know, I prayed. We prayed for that son, had two daughters already, and that we prayed for that son. So I'm like, okay, God, thank you. Thank you. He was born in August. You know, then October he was gone. You know, just woke up one morning mm -hmm. to check on him in the crib and he had he had was already dead. He was stiff when I went to touch him. When I went to touch oh. him and said oh it was sick. Yeah. And so um mm -hmm. that, that really yeah, did a number on, on me. Yeah. So yeah. when people tell you, Well, God don't give you no more than what you can bear, what you say to that? I know. You're like, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's exactly what I said. I'm like, really? Really, God? I mean, you really? But but then as you get older, you realize that he really doesn't because he knows the strength you have in you better than you do, <laughs> you know? And so, but that did, at 22, that just, just set me back. Wow. Well, yeah. It sounds like you were able to recover. What about you, Alex? How is this personal to you how is your bio and your um your daughter of zion and i think the jacob sons of jacob what does that mean to you well my my situation was a little different and uh actually miss georgette helped me i've been knowing miss georgette for over 20 years at different places that i delivered to and uh what happened was uh eight years ago i lost my oldest son and i came in and uh, i came into an establishment and um i don't know whether i mentioned it to her or she had heard that i lost my oldest son and we had a conversation and at that time she began to uh share with me that she had lost three kids and i was like oh my god three kids and i was like wow she began to tell me about her losses and uh, she actually inspired me um when I lost my first son, I had just written my book, uh, Champions, Discovering the Champions Inside of Me. And it was like, uh, it seemed like everything just stopped. I just visited my son um, the night prior to, and the doctors was telling me that he was fine and that he was going to be coming home. And um, he had been suffering from congestive heart failure. And uh, so when we got the phone call about 2 a.m. that morning, we just automatically assumed that he was going to have to have another procedure that maybe something went wrong. And then when they brought us into that room and I looked at the doctor's face and then I knew it, I was like, Oh my God. And so, um, Ms. Georgia helped me out a lot. And then recently, or right now I'm suffering the fact that I got a phone call about four months ago on uh, November the 5th and my son was just bawling crying. And he said to me, Dad, Tierra's not coming home. And I was like, what do you mean she's not coming home? But he was like, uh, she was in a car accident and she burned to death. And um, so you can imagine my whole heart is just like everything inside of me just just shook because she was 20 years old. She had uh, just recently uh, reapplied for um uh, Savannah State, she was getting ready to go into computer forensic science courses. Um, she was uh, getting ready to work at the day that she died on that Saturday, that Sunday, she was getting ready to uh, work at Amazon and their logistic department. So she was she had a bright future ahead of her and it just took me for everything. And then I can remember um, 
that next day, because I didn't want to tell my father that that Saturday, but then that Sunday I told my father and I literally seen him just, his will for living just seemed to cease. Within two weeks he was dead. So it was like a double whammy. And uh, it was it was really painful. It was really painful. Recently, recently I had this, uh, uh, recently I came together and thought to myself that for 79 years, you know, I only knew my dad as Superman. And then for that last year, I got to meet the Clark Kent and, you know, and I, and I felt robbed because, you know, I, I, I love the Superman, but the Clark Kent, I really got to know him, uh, for a year. I spent a time with him, uh, when he was basically unable to do things for himself. And, you know, that that void was just like a gaping hole. That void was like a gaping hole. Uh, knowing that in in two weeks that I was back preaching my daughter's funeral and then back preaching my father's funeral, it, it seemed unbearable. It seemed like everything around me was being crushed. It seemed like everything around me was uh, just piling on me. And I knew that I... I knew that I had to get some peace somewhere. So, you know, for me, it was like, it was like one of the most darkest hours in my life. It was like a very dark hour in my life. And then something strange happened. Uh, a couple of uh, weeks ago, I was, uh, it was revealed to me, the person that, uh, my daughter case is still in an, uh, up under investigation, but I got wind to, the fact of somebody confessed to running my daughter off the road through road rage. And so it took me through a gamut of emotions because then automatically I became angry and frustrated. But then God gave me a vision. I saw myself <clears throat> sitting across the table from the person and watching, watching the anguish and the pain and the guilt that was on him. And all of a sudden, uh, for some strange reason, I began to forgive him, but not only forgive him, I began to reach over and, and, and console him. And it was really at that point that I got my peace back. It was at that point I got my peace back. I got my, uh, I got myself back, you know, when I was able to, for, to forgive and let it go. So, you know, um, it's been an emotional journey and, uh, but I knew, I knew that I had to, um, I had to, for my sanity and for my sake, to uh, to get in the corner somewhat and, and, and just rest. And like Miss Georgia said, without the family support and without people that love you and people, the families and friends that came to the rescue, I, you know, it can leave you in a dark area. So I just thank God for him allowing and surrounding me with people that cared enough that they set aside moments in their life just to check on me and make sure that I was all right. So while Alex, I know that you are a preacher, what did it take for you or how are you inspired to get out there and preach to others when you're so broken on the inside? Cause that's well, incredible. For me, well, for me, it is it, therapeutic. I have, um, been to the hospital and I have not say final say so, but I've been with with members whose husband was at the point of death and because they were so emotionally torn that they uh, that they allowed me to sit in and to help with final decision. And what happens is, is that through your pain, and like Sister Georgette said, you know, sometimes you don't think that you have the um, you know, you have the propensity to to come out of the situation, but it's in that time that God really shows Himself. So for me, um, I had two choices: either to give up or to get back up. And for a moment, it felt like, wow, how do I come from this? How do I get out of this? I, I've just lost my heart, part of my heart. There's a gaping hole. And then now my rock, who's always been there for me. And uh, for me, getting out and ministering and giving back really helped me. It really um 
it really consoled me, you know, it really consoled me. As well as talking, um, I, I, I went in and I, I talked to a, a grief counselor. So between that and talking, it, it, it really helped me. It really helped me. It really helped me. Awesome. Mr. Oja, tell us a little bit about some of your um, nonprofits. I know you be read it, but can you get a little bit more detailed about the first one and, you know, tell us mm -hmm. about Okay, before I, I do that, I want to ask Pastor Alex something because he said eight years ago um, that I helped him. And I just want to know what month was that in, in, in um, eight years ago when you lost your son? I lost him December the 3rd. I lost okay. him December the 3rd. And um, you, really, you really helped me by, by me seeing your strength by me seeing your strength because it was uh, I, I didn't I didn't know that I could stand you know it, it it's like it took everything out of me and uh, what what was so strange if, if I may go to back to this um, each time the Lord allowed me to speak into my children's life right before they died uh, with my son my son uh, began to look at my book and he looked at the cover and he said to me, he said, Dad, do you feel that there's a champion inside of me? Because a lot of people don't know that sickness, sickness can become a spirit and it can weigh on you. And it can, it can just start messing with you mentally. And so I looked at him and I said, son, you, you can be anything you want to be. You can definitely be a champion. Then I asked him a, a, a poignant question. I said, are you giving up? Are, are you tired? I said, talk to me. And he said, Dad, you know. Sometimes I think about just giving up and it wasn't less than 72 hours. He was, he was gone. Wow. He was gone. And then with my daughter, I, um, the night before she died, I talked to her and I told her, I said, uh, I said, don't make me live a life asking the question why or what could I have done different? I said, uh, we had just lost a relative like, three days prior to, and I said, um, I just want you to be careful in life. I just want you to be careful. I want you to know the Lord. I just want you to be careful. And I said, I, I can't imagine what they're going through. And I do not want to spend the rest of my life asking why or what could I have done different. And it was less than like 15 hours. She was, she was gone, you know? So each time I, I, I I had an opportunity to talk to her and the look that she gave me, I'll never forget. She just stared and she, she stared at my eyes and um, she just told me she loved me and uh, she wrote me a beautiful text. She wrote me a, wrote me a beautiful text. She told me that um, she'd never seen my father vulnerable and she told me uh, that it broke her heart to see uh, her grandfather but she told me, she said, I'm so proud of you, Dad, and I love you and I just want you to know that Everything you're doing is not in vain. If you ever need me for anything, Daddy, you can uh, depend on me. So it's things like that I hold on to, and it's things like that that keeps me going and motivate me. But it was in December of 2014 that, that you helped me, Sister Georgia. Okay. Ladies, the reason why I asked that, because eight years ago, that's when I lost my last surviving daughter. And that's why I was trying to see what what month you know what um, what month it was because I lost my uh, my oldest daughter in November November the fourteenth of two thousand fifteen, so it'll be eight years this this November. Yeah, this would be nine for me. It'll be nine for me coming up mm -hmm. in this December. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But you were asking about my um, nonprofit and. Um, it's called Divine Rest Inc. And it is a nonprofit to help single homeless women get back on their feet. And I had never thought that I would be starting a nonprofit because I had no idea what a five or O or one to see. Nothing. I knew nothing. I was just as green <laughs> as I could be. Because you know, I'm standing working on my on my job, you know, working at a real estate company and thinking that, you know, that was it. But I I remember that um I started feeling like I was getting bored with my job and I didn't know, and I didn't understand why until um, I went on a, that was my first time going on a 21 day fast. 
And I, I saw, I was watching this preacher, Jensen Franklin, on TV, and he said his church was going on a 21-day fast. And I said, and I just felt led to try it. So I said, well, okay, I'm going to do that because I want to know. I said, God, I know there's more to me than going to work every day, coming home, going to work, coming home. I started feeling that that was just mundane, and I didn't understand what was going on. And so I said, there's got to be more to life than just this. And after that, I did it that January of, um, of 2008. And in February of 2008, I went to work and came home and turned the TV on. And there was this news report about this homeless shelter for single homeless women that had just abruptly shut down. The lady had lost the house and the women had nowhere to go. They just had to get their stuff and just mm. go. No, no place to go. And I started sobbing and crying like mm. a baby. And I didn't know what was happening to me. I mean, I'm just falling to my knees and just crying like, oh my, what is what what I it broke my heart. You know, it's not that I've never cared about people, you know, I've always had a heart for hurting people. <laughs> That was that was something different, and I didn't understand what was happening. But that night when I went to sleep, I had a dream. And in that dream, the Lord showed me Matthew eleven twenty eight: Come unto me, all you that labor and a heavy burden, and I will give you rest. So I'm wondering, you know, what all this called. Wow. And so also in that dream, he showed me that he wanted me to go. He said, go in the woods, go underneath the bridges, and find my forgotten daughters. And he said, forgotten by society, but not by me. And let them know that I see them and I love them. I mean, I'm seeing all this in, 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 in my dream. you know. And he said, I'm going to give them divine rest. And he said, but I'm going to usher you into my divine rest first. And then once I usher you into my divine rest, I want you to be able to pour it out to them, you know. And so I woke up that morning and I'm writing all this down, everything I saw in my dream and the scripture and everything. And, and he also told me about the home, that you're going to have a home to house these women, not a shelter, he said. You're going to give them more than just a place to lay their heads, but you're going to work with them from the inside out. You know, wow. but they got to be healed from within before, you know, people say, oh, you need to get a job, but you got people... You got to get that mindset changed. You got to get them healed from the inside, like you said. And I hadn't told, I didn't tell anybody about the dreams. I just had it. So I get up that morning. I go to work as normal. And then I get a, um, a phone call from um, Yvonne Pryor, who runs Inner City Night Shelter. And she and I have known each other for years. And she said, can I come by your office and see you? And I'm like, yes. You know, I was wondering why. And she said... Because God showed me you in a dream last night, and he said, you have something to tell me. Now, she knows all about a 501c3 because she, she's running a, a women's shelter, you know? And I just started bawling because wow. I didn't tell anyone. That was a dream. Wow. And so that's how Divine Rest started. So she came into my office, and she said, well, you need to do a 501c3. And I'm looking at her all star I'm like, I don't know what that is. You know, so she started telling me, you know, a little bit about it and told me who to um, get in touch with and everything. And, and, and God just, just started. It just happened so fast because, you know, God knows us. And he knew that I would... I'm a procrastinator when it comes to something that I've never done before. I didn't know what this was. I was going to think about it. You know, let me let me try to figure out some stuff. Right. <laughs> but God set up their appointment. I called the guy and he said, can you come today? I mean, that's how fast God moved. He said, can you come today to my office so I can we can work out the details about the 501c3? I had no money, didn't know how much it cost, didn't know anything. First the guy asked me, he said, do you have any money? I'm like, no. You talk, tell me how much it costs, but God is so strategic. God, this man did not know me. This is the first time I met this guy. I want you all to know that this man front the money for me to start that 501c3. Wow. He said, I don't know you, wow. lady. I don't know you. He said, but evidently, you know God and God knows you. So that he said, Holy awesome. Spirit told me to cover this, um, this payment for you. So that's what I'm going to do. He said, because there ain't going to be no blood on my hands. You know, he was a 
comedian. Wow. You know, I'm not going to get in trouble with God. And that's how Divine Rest got started. It's amazing. Wow. That is wow. amazing. How can, yeah. we, how can others amazing. get involved? How can others get involved with Divine Rest? Um, we have a website. You can go to our website. And it's www.divinerestinc.org. And you'll see it has my story on there and it has everything about the organization, how you can help, how you can be a sponsor for different events. It's all on our website. Gotcha. That's how it came about. Wow, that's amazing. It seemed like it was just the line that just worked itself up. Alex, tell us about yours, your nonprofit. Okay, mine is called uh, Tag 3 Foundation, and it is a derivative of my daughter's initial as well as my dad, but it is a uh, foundation that represents uh, three <clears throat> three different generations, my father, my myself, and my daughter. And um, my daughter was a giver. She didn't have a whole lot, but she loved to give. She was... Uh, uh somewhat comedic uh she would give and she would give her last and then she would call me and she would like dad i just seen somebody and they needed something and only had this amount of money so i gave it to him and i need you to cash out me because i i need gas in the car i need to get something to eat you know so she was a giver my dad was always a uh component of education from a young age he always um made sure that we stayed in the books. Um, he was, um, he was a stickler for, uh, for handwriting and math and everything. Even when my dad had a, uh, a stroke and a heart attack, uh, he, he couldn't even really talk, but he would take his left hand and even if he was scribbling, it still looked immaculate. I mean, this man practiced countless of hours and he had me practice countless of hours also. And so, um, sort of like Sister uh, Jackson, uh, the night before I got up to preach my uh, daughter's funeral, the Lord shared with me that I'm going to keep you and I'm going to get you through this and you're going to start up a foundation because, you know, what people don't understand is, and is, and is um, really uh, okay. You have a right to question God when you don't understand something. You have a right to question God, and so I was asking God. I was like, God, how am I going to make it? Uh, at that time, not knowing that my dad's death would be two weeks, but the day of the funeral, you know, my dad being my rock, the day of the funeral, I went to him and I was like uh, holding him. I was like, okay, dad, you was with me with my son. Now it's my daughter. Now leaving from the hospital, they're telling me, I don't know if your dad is going to make it past the day. And I'm like, I got to go and preach this funeral. And now you're telling me, you don't know if my dad going to make it past the day and uh when i got to the church you know uh but from the the dream the lord told me that you're going to start this foundation so i actually announced the foundation for my daughter um at the funeral and um so it's a foundation that we're going into the community and uh we're helping the youth you know we're helping the youth with uh school supplies but not only school supplies we want to be able to get uh tutors and mentors and provide them with uh opportunity to better themselves you know we want to come in and uh, the lord showed me this building and he showed me and it was my daughter's uh, it was my daughter's school, and he said that's going to be the first. That's going to be the first um, place that you were started at, and so um, he just gave it to me in a vision, in a dream. And so, like I say, we're just eleven days. We're eleven days in, and I thank God for the wonderful people uh, that He put in my in, in my pathway that are helping me, and I'm just so excited about what's going to happen. You know, I. I will never get a chance to walk down the aisle with my daughter or hold any kids that she would have or to give her away. But I can, I can make sure that her existing on this earth doesn't die. And I want to do something that's going to bless generations and generations that will outlive me. Um, and so that's the way that I, I choose to honor my, my father and my daughter. Wow. <clears throat> that is awesome. Yeah, they just kind of like... A um, from the same, derived from the same thing, these dreams. 
Um, and I think it's just mm -hmm. and it feels like you both are kind of living in your purpose. So what were some of the challenges or are some of the challenges and rewards of your journey to kind of give back and honor your loved ones? You know, for me, some of the challenges were um, since I started that um, divine rest in 2008, and we actually started getting started going out into the homeless camps in 2009, these things happened before my two daughters passed away. Mm -hmm. So those were some of the challenges. While I'm going in 2011, um, my youngest daughter, Dee, she was 33, she was 32 when she was diagnosed with cervical cancer. Mm -hmm. So I'm still going out there and serving others while, you know, while she's, um, while she's ill. And then 2012, um, she succumbed to that and she passed away. And so during this time, so I'm still serving, serving others. And that was a challenge because people didn't know you know, they didn't need to know, but the, you know, the homeless people that we were serving, they had no idea that I'm still serving while I'm in pain, you know, from losing my, from losing that daughter. And that, that was a challenge, but I'm, I'm thankful that God gave, gave me that ministry before all of this happened. And because that's what kept me going. It gave me, it gave me a purpose. It gave me a reason to keep pushing, to keep moving, you know, to keep, to keep going on because I feel like if had I not had something, I don't, I don't, I really can't say where I, what would have happened to me if I didn't have that to, to hold on to and everything. And then at that time when she passed away, I became a, a mom all over again because she gave me, she left me custody of her two children, a daughter who was 15 and a son who was, was 10 at the time. So then I became, you know, mom all over again, raising, raising them, which, um, which was a, a blessing. And, and then again, in and, and then 2004, 2012, D passed away, 2014, my father passed away, 15, my last surviving daughter passed away and she passed away. Suddenly she had, um, lupus. And so on a Friday, she was rushed to the emergency room. She lived in Atlanta. I drove to Atlanta to be with her, with her in the hospital. And they said Saturday um, she was having trouble breathing. So Saturday they said it was going to do a little small procedure to try to help her breathe better. And she never came out of that. She never came out of that room. And so um, Friday spent time with her. Saturday she was gone just, just that quick. And um, and she had three children. She had um, a daughter. Caitlin was um, Caitlin was Caitlin was fifteen, and and the boys. You know, Caitlin was sixteen. Caitlin was sixteen, and the twin boys were fifteen. And so they too. She had just got she had just gotten engaged, and she was going to be married. Um, she had gotten engaged, and I think it was August, and then November she passed away. And so the kids came back to Savannah to the boys went, the twins went with their father and I raised her daughter. So her daughter stayed with me. So I had three um, grandchildren at the time. So those were the challenges that I faced while I was still serving others. And I, I never stopped serving that never, that never stopped. But the rewards I would say is um, being able to see um, my grandchildren gained strength through all of this was a reward for me to see their relationship with God grow and, and just blossom. And because they knew that that's what was going to get them through, you know, not having their mom. So I know what Pastor Alex means, you know, like you say, he'll never see his daughter, you know, with children, get married and, and all of that. And, and and I deal with that with with my my grandchildren watching them. I think it was worse. It's all it's, it might seem weird for me saying this, but it was almost worse for me watching them hurt, you know, not having their mom, you know, the one of the most important people in their lives. You know, they graduated from school. I'm registering them for school and 
first thing they ask you, you know, who are you? Where's their mom? And then hey, I got to go say, you know, their mom looking at their faces and seeing the looks on their face when I have to repeat that all the time, you know, like every year having to do that. And then my um, oldest granddaughter, Destiny, from um, from my youngest daughter, Dee, she just got married. Um, it's been a year now. February was a year. And just those, all those things, you know, not having their mom with them, you know, they have Nana, but it's not the same, you know. But, um, but it's still rewarding to see them just grow and blossom on with their lives. They're all young adults now. You know, two of them married and got my first great grandbaby and everything. Uh -huh. So those are right. the rewards. It's, it's the strength in them and the strength it's given me to keep persevering. And um, because I remember the scripture that God, another scripture he showed me, deals with me a lot in dreams, showing me scriptures in it. And he showed me um, 2 Corinthians, I believe it's 12 and 9, where it says, um, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in your weakness. And so I, I hold on to that scripture. Whenever I feel weak, I always remember that scripture and hold on to that and still helping me get through. So those those little nuggets like that, that, that God gives me, those scriptures are all rewards. And just to see... Also on another on the flip side to see some of the the homeless people that we that we call neighbors because we don't give them the word homeless we call them neighbors give them a more dignified name we call them neighbors throughout our organization and to see our neighbors to see some of them come to Christ and to see some of them transition from homelessness to into a place of their own and it's just that's very rewarding to. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. What about you, Alex? What were some of your challenges and some of your rewards in your journey to give back? Well, my mine is still going on. <laughs> it's a mine is still going on. But my biggest obstacle was um, giving my myself permission to take time off. I um, I somehow felt like, um, and I had I had to give my myself permission to be able to say no and i know that seems strange but i'm the type of guy that i'm always doing something and it seemed like uh right after all of this happened i lost um uh three cousins to a fire they, they died in a fire then i lost an uncle you know so it, the death started coming in and then people uh seeing me grieving but asking me to be a part of this funeral and, and to do this funeral you know and i had to i had to say to myself listen i can't stay busy because i'll never heal you know and the first time when i lost my son i just stayed busy so i didn't really heal appropriate and this one it was just like a big gaping hole so i had to give myself opportunity to uh say no and to um, be able to express myself. I had to learn the word patient. You know, we talk about it a lot, but the Bible said let, let patient have a perfect work. I had to learn how to have patient and, and to get away from the stereotype of everybody. Uh, most people, when you're in a position, they look at your title, but they don't see the individual. And so they say, well, you're a pastor. So right. as though that exempts me from going through pain and hurt and uh, frustration and aggravation, anger. So I had a whole gamut of emotion. And yet the reward for me kept being that I wanted to honor my daughter and my, uh, my dad. So I was blessed that I had people around me that were willing to step in and to help me to get this uh, this foundation up and going and for the relentless hours and time that they spent, uh, Miss Felicia for, for one, she helped design my logo. I was, I was aggravated. I was frustrated. I was getting somebody to try to do it. And they seemed like, you know, I was bothering them and I'm like, Hey, I want this to have a certain standard. You know, I believe in the spirit of excellency. And so through her just designing my logo was 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 a wonderful blessing. My sister uh, coming through. I had uh, people that were uh, just volunteer. People just, how can I fit in, you know? And so the rewards was just seeing it all come together. And uh, we actually started 
the 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 process like at the end of uh december and it was like it was like a whirlwind things just started coming and coming and coming and coming and so we were uh we had our initial launch on march the 5th which was four months to the day that my daughter died and so for that it's just been rewarding to see the response of the people um the website that we have in engage is metrics and and um it does uh analysis and to see that in just uh basically <clears throat> excuse me 15 days we are at 98 percent operative of people visiting the site so you know it's just been a blessing to see god move and the people to uh really respond to it so i i just thank god for the people he surrounded me with that's been my reward seeing them uh not giving giving themselves um, completely to seeing that this vision come to pass. So without them, you know, um, it, it it could have been a whole lot longer. And let me just say this, um, and, and 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 for those that know my background and my story, um, there was a, a real dear close uh, coworker of mine, and we worked out there to the job the same amount of time he may have had me close to a year more and um his son died two and a half years ago but because he did not take that positive energy uh yesterday he died and he died because he isolated himself he drank his drank drank himself to death um and so i just want to say to people out there that um depression is real is 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 real and, and 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 my heart goes out that when you notice family members that's being withdrawn loss of appetite uh irritable you start seeing these signs please come in please come in because you you have roller coaster you have days you get up and you're excited but even now i still experience days where sometimes i don't want to do absolutely anything so i would just implore that you um check on people just check on them i mean we tried to reach out to him but he isolated himself and this is a young man 56 years old and we talked about uh retirement and everything but when he lost his son you know he he just lost his will to work lost his will to live and you know so this is a, a a very serious thing and i just want to say that in case there may be somebody out there that's that's suffering with this you know i've i've talked to several pastors that have been in deep depressions where they don't even want to come out and, and i post something and they were like coming to me saying thank you man thank you i didn't know who to talk to and news reporters dming me man thank you i didn't know who to talk to had nurses i had people in professional fields telling me thank you for just bringing the light on this because that depression when it sits in it can be you know be very challenging so Absolutely. i want to say something real quick um first thank you Sharita, for um for taking the lead on this because i am having some technical difficulties but i want to say this just from sitting here and not even being able to you know to to physically ask you guys questions it helped me to to listen more intently and I just want to say, you two guys are very selfless. Like you were going through, you were in the valley and you still were putting yourself out there for other people. That's, um, and like you said, people tend to shut down when they're going through. You not only went through one death, but you went through three, four and five, you know, and it's, um, and I saw I saw Alex when he was going through. Um and I I didn't know I didn't know how he was continuing to go to church and preach and help other people every day while they were in the valley and just listen to you, Miss Georgette. I commend you guys. You all um you all are definitely God-sent people. I, I can say that to you. Um, that, that's, um, I'm getting, I'm getting a little caught up, but that is, um, you guys are good people, good, good yeah. God-sent people. And I appreciate you. 
I definitely appreciate you and the work that you're doing. And I want to help as much as I can. I want you to tell people how to donate to your organizations. And um, I think you've already told them we have the websites up here so that if um, they want to um, volunteer, they can. But I want to see your organizations um, succeed. Um, and I want to see you guys doing as much as you can for um, for your, I know Alex is working with children and you are working with um, homeless women. I just want to, I just want to see everything that God has for you, has for your organizations to come through as, as big as they can. And as much as we can do to help you, we will. And I, and I apologize for getting emotional. That's just, oh, no, that's that's okay. that's just, that's, the, okay. that's yeah. just me. Don't apologize. <laughs> and I would like to say that um, Inspire Her will donate to each organization. Um, I own a company that provides services to at-risk children, at-risk adults, mm. and my company will donate to each organization as well. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Amen. Thank you both. Can, can I say this? Um, even though we are uh, working with children, um, um, that doesn't um, exclude us from, from helping out. So, Miss Georgette, whenever you need some help, you know, you can always call on me. I'll be there with Same you. Same here. Same here. Yes, ma'am. Yes, yeah, ma you guys are. I appreciate you guys for coming on here. Um, Absolutely. And the... Um, it just shows how how things work. I I um, met Alex and I thought what he was doing was great, um, not only as a pastor, but then this happened. And I said, I kept telling him, I, I need to get you on the podcast. People need to, you know, hear and what you're doing. And he mm -hmm. said, Well, can I bring a friend? And <laughs> I'm like. Okay, sure. You know, and and that's how I'm meeting Miss George. It's just, I think I blinked out a little bit, but that's how I met Miss Georgette. And I, I I appreciate the connection, Alex, bringing her on because I can see myself doing Thank some you, work Alex. with with her. Oh, it, <laughs> a friend. That's it, a, it, it, it was God sent. She came to my last book signing and she was a blessing to me. And I'm telling you, this woman is a powerful woman of God. And um, I, I just thank God for her strength. And she just don't know. Um, she uh, seeing her resilience really, really, really helped me. And one thing she said that is, is, is so true is it's in times like this that you see a different level of who you are. It's like a manifold. God's just not revealing something inside of you because on the surface, I'm quite sure she would tell you if somebody told her, you're going to lose three kids and you're going to do this and that right here. Yet in the midst of all of that day, you still going to be able to do that before going through it. She would have probably told you you were crazy or something, you know, I know I would have, but it's just, it's just, you know, you, you, you don't know what you have inside of you. And so, um, I take no credit for anything. I just thank God for just using me. And like I said, again, and I can't express this, um, enough. You got to have great support system. You got to have people that you can talk to. You got to have people you can talk to. And, uh, you know, and I, and I hate to say this, but as pastors, sometimes we just tell people, go pray. And, you know, praying is essential, but you really need to be able to talk to somebody. And you need to be able to listen. You need to find people that will listen to understand and not just listen to respond. So I just thank God for you guys giving us an opportunity to be on this because it's yes. it's a blessing. It's a blessing. It is. Thank it's you so much. It's our pleasure. It is definitely our pleasure. And anything else that you guys want to add before we end? I'm full. I feel like I've been at church. <laughs> I oh am full. <laughs> oh, I just want to publicly say thank you, Felicia. You came to my uh, daughter's funeral and my father's funeral. And, and that was a blessing also. You know, you, 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 um, you gave your time up to be there to support. So that was a blessing. So thank you. 
and um, I, you put out a post, and um, Sister uh, Sarita had responded, and she said she was praying for the family. And whenever I see stuff like that, I don't take that lightly because you know you don't have to waste your time to respond like that. And so I want to tell Sister Watkins, thank you, and thank you for the hospitality of wanting to be a blessing to our um, yes. foundation. And I just that pray is. that God would just super that. Actually, just bless you for opening up and wanting to bless us. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yes. You're welcome. Thank you. Mental health is my life. That's what I do. <laughs> All right. Yeah. But we appreciate yeah. you. You bless souls. You guys have really blessed us tonight. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Y'all have a good night. We are here to inspire her, the total wo